Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. This um, awesome little man of God already. Change your story. Say change your story. Hmm. Let me start here today, right off the bat, Psalm 40, verse 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God Many will see what he has done and be amazed, and they will put their trust in the Lord. Mm. You would be surprised by the powerful results that come just from waiting patiently, trusting the Lord in the meantime. Truth is, many times it's difficult to wait patiently on God to come through, to intervene, to trust him when things don't make sense or don't seem to be happening as we would like them to. We can grow tired of waiting. We can begin to feel like our prayers are hitting the ceiling or falling on deaf ears. We can easily feel our strength depleted and our hope defeated. But on those days, please be encouraged today that God is doing something. And not just something, but many things behind the scenes that will give proof in the end. And this verse tells us that all who wait on the Lord will be lifted out of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and into a new season, singing a new song with a twinkle in their eye and a pep in their step. And and those around you will see it and be amazed and put their trust in God. Those who wait patiently on God will see their breakthrough. Listen, your story will change in the waiting. I've learned life can be a lot of waiting and a little action. Waiting patiently is probably one of my lesser favorite things to do, but I'm learning the benefits of it because God can do powerful things in it and through it. I've also learned just for myself that waiting can be a gauge to measure my spiritual maturity. One day I had to wait for my food at a particular food establishment for five extra minutes. I had to wait for my burger with cheese minus the pickles for five whole extra minutes. How dare they make me wait. And then I think I heard a still small voice say, Dan, do you need a little spanking? (laughs) Yes, Lord. Waiting can be a gauge to measure maturity. But listen, God created the weight. 4,000 years for a savior, 2,000 years and counting to grow his church. God created the weight. And did you know that you wait even when you don't realize it? Next Sunday, if you plan to watch the Super Bowl, you'll learn to wait. Because the average football game lasts about three and a half hours, but I'm sure you have never noticed that there's only 11 minutes of football action. 60 minutes of commercials, 25 minutes of a bad halftime show, 90 minutes of waiting for the play to start, and only 11 minutes of action. A lot of waiting and a very little 
amounts of action. Listen, you feel me there? You guys get it? I've noticed, too, that when God gives a promise, what follows is the same. Some waiting and many times to start, very little action. And we can find ourselves, we're not careful, getting stuck, just going through the motions of a daily routine. But I believe the real blessing is found in the daily routine of waiting patiently. When David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, the Hebrew translate that, it translates as, in waiting, I waited. In waiting, I waited. <laughs> it's a double wait. But it's good. Maybe not fun or easy, but it's good. Waiting patiently is good. Lamentations 3.26, I'm sure you read that this morning. Much of us go right to Lamentations, right? Lamentate, listen, it is good, say it is good, to wait patiently for deliverance from the Lord. Today I want to encourage you to make a decision to wait and not worry, for God will get you there, God will come through. He will turn to you and hear your cry. He will lift you out of the pit of despair and out of the mud and the mire. He will set your feet on solid ground and steady as you walk along. He will give you a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to your God. And many will see what he has done for you and be amazed and they will put their trust in the Lord. You're waiting is so important because people are watching. And when they see what God has done in your waiting, they will know the Lord, will trust in him. All because you chose to wait. I'm not saying it's easy. Because the idea of waiting patiently is defined as a God-given restraint in the face of opposition or oppression. A God-given restraint in the face of opposition or oppression. In other words, waiting is a battle, right? Come on. But please remember, listen, the battle is the Lord's. He will fight for you. See, God's rescue plan for us hasn't changed for, a thousand, for thousands of years. This is what he promises when you wait, Exodus 14, 13 through 14. I love these verses. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Verse 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Now, I think that phrase, just stay calm, is really important because I believe when we stay calm, God goes to work. When we stay calm, God goes to work. It's almost like when I start working in my own strength, God begins to rest. I don't want, he doesn't, I don't want him resting. I want him working. <laughs> He's great at what he does. So what is God doing while we wait? Great question. See, there's a deeper meaning in waiting. It means to collect. Say collect. Meaning God is collecting something while you wait. God is storing up something while you wait. I think of adorable and precious little Elizabeth Rose who lived only for 100 days on this earth but impacted more people than most. She was so strong and courageous as she battled for her life. But as she was waiting all over social media, we were seeing prayers 
of so many people and so many complete strangers praying for Elizabeth, one person said, my faith has been revived. What was God doing? Collecting, collecting prayers and collecting people, thousands of people praying while waiting. And as God collects your tears, your trials, your pain, your prayers, he's forming and orchestrating his master plan to work in you and through you and around you and to reach many people for Jesus. God is collecting in the waiting. Look at what Joseph said after his many trials and long wait. Genesis 50-20. Say 50-20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Listen, we don't need 2020 vision. We need 5020 vision. Seeing and knowing that God will turn this thing for our good and his glory and watching him save many lives in the process all because you chose to wait. 5020 vision. God is collecting in the waiting. He's working in the waiting. He's orchestrating in the waiting. And God is developing something in the waiting. I think God is developing your faith muscle. My faith muscle. In a sense, he's developing your how bad do you want it muscle. Because I've noticed that the longer the wait, the deeper the faith. We want things so fast. Come on. We all do, right? I remember growing up, those fast food restaurants were called Get Em and Go Hot Now. Remember those? They're gone now, unfortunately. They were, they were good. I thought, especially Get Em and Go. That olive burger, amazing. But that's kind of how, that's, that's, that's what we see. That's what we're, we're wired. Come on, we, we get information so fast, right? Google it. It kind of it goes against kingdom culture. Waiting is at the core of God's kingdom because he knows the longer that we can wait, the deeper our faith. Deeper our faith. When Emily, uh, years ago, went through her, her panic attacks, she was literally being attacked by a spirit of fear. Yes, there literally is a spirit that just wants to just cause fear in people's lives. And they do it in general. But we, we noticed it, we saw it, and literally for three weeks, it was one of the roughest times that she had. And then us together making it through this three weeks and seeing God in the end come through. But in the beginning, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. You know, we were just watching uh, her go downhill. She was losing weight. Uh, she, all of a sudden during, during service, somebody would say, oh, Emily had to go to an emergency room or to the hospital. This was happening for three weeks straight. So finally we got up uh, one night. We said, we need to start we need to start believing and just confessing the word out loud. So we just got the word of God. We begin to say it out loud, put worship music on, and, and just forge through. Now, not much was changing at first. But all of a sudden, about three weeks, everything broke. She was healed. By the way, the doctor said, we don't know what's going on. It was literally a spiritual attack. That you can't defeat a spirit by anything in the natural. You must now take something that's spiritual, which is the word of God. Praise, worship, come on. All that stuff is what can defeat an enemy. 
But I remember, I remember getting through it. And I didn't like handle everything perfectly, but I knew God was building my faith muscle. I knew that he was saying, Dan, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And he wasn't dangling a carrot. He was strengthening me. He was strengthening my, my faith muscle, just like he would do in the Bible with the woman with the issue of blood or blind bard or name in heaven to wash seven times in a, in a dirty river. And the list goes on and on. In a sense, God is saying, Dan, how bad do you want it? And how much do you love Emily? Woo. That was another one, right? Like tested my love for her. I love her dearly. Man, those would be like, okay. Waking up every five minutes, 10 minutes, here's the bowl again. Let me go take care of the bowl, you know. I don't want to get too graphic here, but it was just, it was, it was rough for her. And it was a test for me, but it was a good. It was good because it, it strengthened me. God was pulling on my faith. He was developing a deeper and stronger faith. What else does he do? Well, I found out that in the waiting, God smooths out the rough edges of our lives. He's refining us while restoring us. Moses knew this. He had to wait 40 years on the backside of a desert before God came to him. And God used this time of waiting to change his character, to smooth the rough edges. We know this because when he was younger, he was brash and impatient. In his immaturity, he killed a guy, hid the body. And when all this went public, he ran for his life and hid in the desert. And even though God delivered Moses out of Egypt, he still needed to get Egypt out of him. Did you hear that? That's what the waiting does. And then it was, when it was time, Moses was given the second chance, and he chose to do it God's way and in God's time. And waiting changed him for the better. It smoothed the rough edges. Waiting has the power to transform our lives, our faith, our compassion, our commitment to God and to the people in our lives, our character. Because charisma may get you there, but character will keep you there. Come on. Charisma may get you there, but character will keep you there. And that comes by waiting. Waiting will smooth the rough edges. What else is God doing in the waiting? Well, waiting brings the necessary breakthrough for change. I'm just saying about it. It has the power to bring revival. Look at this verse. You've heard it before, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who what? Wait on the Lord. Say it again. But those who what? Wait on the Lord, right? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want some of that. Well, guess what? It only comes by waiting on the Lord. Waiting has a tremendous life-changing power. But maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you've forgotten the promise. Let me help you get it back while you wait. So if you're in a waiting season right now, here's what you need to know. Delay doesn't mean denial. Delay doesn't mean denial. Just because God hasn't shown up yet doesn't mean he's not coming. 
His promise is still in effect. His promise is still working. Listen, he's just manufacturing it. He's making it in the meantime. God is doing something on the inside in order to produce something on the outside. Yes, God wants the prayer to work for you, but he wants the prayer to work in you. God wants the prayer to work for you, but he wants the prayer to work in you. Guys, get that? He's not denied you. He's just making something. He's making something right now. He's producing something. Delay does not mean denial. God is making something on your behalf for your good and his glory. Look, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our present troubles are small. And I'm like, I get offended by that sometimes. I'm like, really, God? You know what I'm going through? Hmm, small. Pain is pain. Small, big, it's all the same. Pain is real. Whatever you're going through, it's painful. It's painful. It hurts deep, right? But I think God is saying, I'm bigger. I'm bigger. I can handle it. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. God is making something. Well, here it says he's making glory. It's glory. It means the literal weight, presence, and anointing of God. That wherever you go, because you went through this difficult time and you waited on God, all of a sudden you start shining like God. You start shining like Jesus. Matter of fact, they don't even see you. They just see God. Many will see and put their trust in the Lord. All of a sudden, you waited. You waited. And God made something that's noticeable to others. And remember, I always say to people, you know, whenever you're going through something tough, give it the two-week rule. Um, just say this too shall pass, right? But just know that usually within two weeks, you know, your emotions will definitely subside, you know, within a day or two. But if you just give it, give it some time, it's going to pass. This too shall pass, it will. God promises it. Delay does not mean denial. So while you wait, as I finish, just simply wait for Jesus. Say wait for Jesus. Wait for Jesus. Because sometimes God answers in minutes. Do you know that? He answers in hours or days, sometimes weeks or longer, but whatever the length of time, God will answer. God will deliver. Just wait for Jesus. Wait for Jesus to show up. And I've learned, Dan, don't try to fix this on your own or go it on your own. There's a common human tendency to want to DIY it. To rush to a solution. Don't fall for it. Stay calm. Be still. Wait for Jesus. Look at this example. I love this example as, we, as we're winding down here. Actually, no, I forgot to tell you. We're going we're gonna to do a two-hour service today just to wait a little longer. No, yes. <laughs> John 6, 16 through 21. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. 
Verse 17, but as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back. Let me just stop right there a minute. Oh, man, how many have been there? As darkness fell and Jesus hadn't come yet. I'm not hearing him. I'm not seeing him. How many have been there before, right? Come on, everybody, we're all like two hands up. Yep, I've been there. Look at this. Now, they make a little bit of a mistake here. They say they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Jesus told them to wait, but they got in the boat. Verse 18, soon a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. Thank you. They were terrified, but he called out. He said, don't be afraid. I am here. Then... They were eager to let him in the boat. And immediately, say immediately. Immediately, they arrived at their destination. There's so much in that moment, but I would just say, wait for Jesus. Say, wait for Jesus. Don't try to go it on your own. Now, I thought about this. I thought, I feel like Jesus was perturbed because he had to walk three or four miles on water. Not very good traction, I'm thinking, Right? Like, he had to walk three or four miles. He's like, guys, <laughs> seriously? Like, I could have been on that boat with you. But listen, if you have happened to got a little antsy like we all do, right? No worries. He's going to show up. Calm your fears. Calm the storm. And get you quickly to the other side. But you and I can eliminate any unnecessary pain or trouble or gales or waves simply by waiting for Jesus. And by the way, I noticed in that story, things change quickly when they let him in the boat. It's typical. I've done it. I got this one. You're busy, God. You're busy. I, you do, I got this. And then I find myself falling flat on my face, you know, because I forgot to let Jesus in the boat. Jesus, you go ahead and be in the boat and take, take over, right? Wait for Jesus. Wait for Jesus. This is where we choose to hold on, put our hand to the plow, believing with a little bit of patient elbow grease, giving it some time, we wait for Jesus. See, when it's not God's time, you can't force it, but when it's God's time, you can't stop it. When it's not God's time, you can't force it. Well, you can, but it doesn't work out well. But when it's God's time, you can't stop it. He's coming. Come on, he's coming. He's coming. At just the right time. In my opinion, he's always a little late, but he's not. He's perfect. Wait for Jesus. The longer the wait, the greater the harvest. The more God prepares you, the bigger the platform for Jesus. I know waiting can be painful, but as we see with uh, Evan and Abigail's story that, that they trusted God through the pain. They let God heal their pain. 
And I believe that when you let God heal your pain, that your deepest pain healed will reach the most people. Right? When you let God have that, whoo, watch out. Let him heal it. Now that becomes an incredible testimony. And many will see and put their trust in the Lord because of what God has done in you through your pain. And in time, you will reap a harvest of blessing. All because you waited patiently. So stay calm, be still. God is on the way. Look, Psalm 37, 7, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper, fret about their wicked schemes. I think one of the biggest distractions and struggles that we have is when we take our eyes off of Jesus and we start putting them in other people's lives. We, we, we get out of our yard and go into their yard. And the Bible says in Galatians 6, 4, it says, pay attention to your own work and in doing so, you'll be satisfied. And whenever I'm looking at somebody else, I'm frustrated, I'm worried, I'm crusty. You be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patient for him to act. He's coming. Change your story in the waiting. Remember, God's timing is perfect. And someday soon, you will understand. Someday soon, you will understand and see what God was doing in the waiting. I love this John 13, 7 scripture. It says, Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. That's Jesus. Don't worry. Someday you will. Someday you will. On a certain day, in a specific hour, you'll see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. You'll see the hand of God defeating your enemy. You'll see the Lord come through once again. He's undefeated. He's never missed a game-winning shot. He's perfect in all his ways, and his love for you will never fail. And listen, if he could bring Jesus our salvation to the world at the perfect time in history, then surely he can help you in your time of need. Will you choose to wait for Jesus? And for those of you who, like all of us, who may have jumped ahead and maybe you're in a boat and the winds and the waves and the storms all raging around you, all you gotta do is just let Jesus back in the boat, right? Can you say, just say, Jesus, come back in my boat. Get me to the other side <laughs> quickly. Amen. He'll deliver you. He'll come through and crush Satan under your feet. He will arrive and scatter your enemies. He will turn to you and hear your cry. He will lift you out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He'll set your feet on solid ground and steady you as you walk along. He'll give you a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to your God, and many will see what he has done for you and be amazed, and they will put their trust in the Lord, all because you chose to wait. And I know what it's like to face opposition and to face the enemy while you're waiting. It's no fun. 
That's why you need strength. You need the grace of God. You need the power of God. You need little signs and wonders to let you know you're on the right track. Amen? Usually I say the more you clap, the quicker I get done, but I'm thinking about going further now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. You guys, can you pray this with me a minute? You bow your heads for a moment. I just want to pray this heartfelt prayer. Um, if you're going through a tough time, let's just declare, say, say, Jesus, I declare you as my Lord and as my Savior and as my breakthrough. You're the sledgehammer that's going to break through the barrier, the wall. You're the God who's going to take down the walls of Jericho. You're the one who's going to come through with a miracle. I trust you as I wait patiently for you to act. In the meantime, Lord, give me strength. Give me grace. Shower me with your love. I want to stay close to you. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, one thing. I want to say thank you to everyone who served at the Wild Game Dinner. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal night. If you haven't watched it, go online and watch that service, that live stream. Uh, powerful message, powerful worship all the way through. Uh, Mark Vandeville, he's doing an incredible job. I know he doesn't want me to say his name. He's just a humble guy. But the men's ministry is rocking with the love of God and the love of the Father. So we love you guys. Our prayer team is here. God bless you guys. Have a great day. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org.